What's up, Cuzzies? And welcome to this week's episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, uh, I don't know how to intro this anymore. Okay, wait. Coaster Bro, what are you doing? This this isn't working. Logan, what are we going to do about this? I, I got some ideas here. Let, let's spice this up a little bit. Ooh, I like that. On today's episode, we're going to tell you all about the relaunch. Season 2 is here, and uh, we've got two new hosts on the show that you're going to see on a regular basis. We also have some surprises from some contributors that will be joining us. We've got some introductions from them as well. We've got a spicy topic that I cannot disclose at this moment. And we got some really nice, sweet messages from our listeners. Wow. Sure is nice to have some hosts back on this damn show. What's up? I thought I thought Prairie Coasting was over. What's going on? Logan and Mitch are here. That's right. We're back. Couldn't uh, keep us along for too long. Uh, cat's out of the bag. We are officially part of the Cuzzies here as full-time hosts for the new look of the show. I can't believe it. You, we thought... We thought we were so sneaky recording episode 99 as a goodbye to Prairie Coasting. But you know what? Surprise. We're here. We're here to stay. Like Coaster Bro invited us in. We haven't left. We haven't left his home. Like literally, we're literally inside his home and we will not leave. So please, if you're in Kansas City, call the authorities because we're not leaving. Yeah, I stole all of his uh, passwords. Logan now has access to the editing of these shows. So if you notice a little bit of change of pace, you can blame me and not Coaster Bro. And I will gladly hand that over to you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. that This has been something that's been in the works for, gosh, when did we start planning? Months like two, ago. three months ago? Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, when Theme Park Stud left the show, I was like, oh gosh, I got to find a co-host. And then um, secretly I was hoping, you know, you guys, after not recording for four months, were ready to move on from Prairie Coasting. Turns out it was true, and here we are, and I don't know if I could be any more happy right now than this moment right here, right now, with you two. So cute, but you know what? We're so happy to be here. We had so much fun, like we talked about last week on uh, Prairie Coasting, and can't wait to continue the fun, uh, continue the Cuzzy's legacy, the Prairie Coasting legacy, but also create something new, create some new things to look forward to, some things you maybe haven't heard before. So yeah, happy to have you here and happy to be a part of your listening experience. Definitely. I definitely know what's going on. I was here for the past three months planning it. So are you two. But uh, Coastpro, how about you let the uh, audience at home get a little sneak peek and kind of get an idea for the flow of things, what they can expect around here nowadays. Yes. So with this new relaunch this season two, it's not a complete relaunch. We're not just going to go crazy and let these Canadians do everything they want, guys. That's not going to happen. But they are going to get a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) Two against one. Yes, they are. So what's exciting is um, we are going to do kind of like that syndication we were doing. and season one, kind of towards the end of it, when we were in our groove, we were doing a normal show, which was kind of like the standard glue, uh, all the hosts together doing a show together. We're going to have the Great Cuzzy Road Trip. Uh, we had 69 questions going, and then we had Coffee with Coaster Bro. 
So with 69 questions gone and the normal quote unquote show, what's happening is we're going to every two weeks are going to have the normal show. And what that normal show is going to look like is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think most weeks it's going to be the three of us uh, kind of shooting, shooting the breeze and and talking coasters, talking personal, what's going on in our life. There'll probably be some weather talk. Probably be talking about food a lot. Um, and while there will be a coaster and amusement park focus, we also are people who have interests in other stuff. And that's interesting too. So we're going to be including that sort of thing as well as some contributors that we'll be introducing a little bit later who will be joining in and doing their own segments as well as a part of that main show. So we got a really fun new direction, I would say, with a majority of our shows. And I'll let you guys kind of speak to this, you know, bi-weekly episode and I can address, uh, you know, what's going on with Coffee and Coaster, bro, and any other one here in just a second. All right. So the bi-weekly shows, as Coaster Bro said, it's going to be the three of us coming together. We don't know what the lengths are going to be like. We're, this is, you know what, a little bit of a work in progress for us too. We want to see what's organic. We want to see what's funny. But what we really want to do is have that coaster focus, talk about, you know, those topics, the topic that originally brought us together as friends. But we also have a lot of really fun ideas that we're really excited to share with you regarding topics, other shared interests we have, um, other shared music interests we have, some contributors that let Coaster Bro mention, like we want to bring other people in, we want to hear other opinions. We basically want to discuss, just like we talked about last week, like the the joy of Coaster Cuzzies has been celebrating and discussing other opinions, even though that may, we may not disagree, we may agree with them or disagree with them. So that's something that I'm really excited about. I'm also really excited about, you know, being a part of something new, the three of us together. Like this is kind of new territory for us. I think some of the coaster, most, a lot of the coaster because these listeners listens to us over at Prairie Coasting, but also excited for you guys to get to know us, we to know you and uh, everything like that. So that's, that's what I'm excited for. That's kind of what I think, what I'm hoping for the show is going to look like on the bi-weekly basis. But I'm also excited because I love, always love Coffee with Coaster Bro. I love the great Cuzzy Road Trip. I was a very happy to be a guest on it twice. So happy to see that we're going to continue that legacy, but also, like I said, start something new and fresh and exciting. Yeah, just the perfect way for us to continue on our creative activity and our creative energy, find a new direction and focus to it and really just combine forces here. That way we can, I don't know, be super proud of our work and not have to pull so much weight by ourselves. Cuzzies have always prided themselves and, you know, the community involvement and having all these different opinions and that's kind of, you know, outside of the coaster aspect of it. The main focus of this is to bring in the whole community and center it all together. Hence these contributors that, uh, you know what, how about we just kind of introduce them now? You guys go with that? You want to hear them? Let's yeah. Do it, man. All right. Well, let's roll uh, our first contributor. Uh, who we got up here, Coaster Bro? Leading off for the Coaster Cuzzies contributors, we have Adventures with Parker. 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 Good day, everyone, and what's up, cuzzies? My name is Parker, and some of you out there might recognize me from my YouTube channel, Adventures with Parker, but today, I'm very excited to announce that I am officially joining the podcast. But first, let me introduce myself and answer some of those burning questions you might have about me right off the bat. Now, one thing you need to know about me is that I love theme parks. I mean, 
Obviously, this is the Coaster Cousins podcast. Duh. I'm also Canadian. I'm from a city called London, which is about two hours away from my home park, Canada's Wonderland. Which is great, unless I run into that Mitch weirdo. I'm just kidding. Love you, Mitch. Like any good self-respecting Thuzy, I love me a good thrill coaster. If it's got airtime and some positive Gs, I'm in. As of right now, some of my fave coasters out there include Maverick, Steel Vengeance, Copperhead Strike, Fury 325, and Yukon Striker. In no particular order, because ranking coasters just really stresses me out. That said, theming and storytelling are also very important to me when it comes to theme park attractions. So, as you can probably guess, I'm a huge fan of the Disney and Universal parks, and I'm always down for an old-school dark ride. Now, I actually do have a life outside of theme parks, surprising, I know. I absolutely love theater, and I've been in a number of plays and musicals. Speaking of music, I play piano, guitar, and every Sunday morning, you can find me rocking it on the church organ. Oh, and I'm a huge Swifty, but some of my other favorite artists include Adele, ABBA, The Arkells, and a few indie artists you probably haven't heard of. I also have a big coffee addiction. It's kind of bad. Oh, and I do YouTube, obviously, which brings me to why I'm here. Adventures with Parker is getting its very own segment on the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. Every so often, I'll be coming on to talk about what I talk about best, adventures. We'll be discussing all sorts of things from the theme parks and beyond. I'm so excited and honored to be joining the Coaster Cuzzies family, so stay tuned for that Adventures with Parker in your ear. So happy to have Adventures with Parker as a contributor on the show, as a fellow Canadian. And let me tell you, ask him about the death drop that he can do, because I have seen it in person at a Taylor Swift dance party. (laughs) And I cannot wait to talk about that the next time he's on. So thank you, Parker. So happy to have you here. That death drop has energy that we just all need on the show. So very happy to have Parker here now. Honestly, my life is defined from the before and after that I experienced <laughs> a death drop. And I and I I will I'm I'm strong enough to admit that. So yeah. <laughs> all right, Coast Bro, who else we got copping on as contributors here and there at the show? The next person to introduce. He comes from the Great Lakes, hometown of Buffalo. Former Cedar Point ride operator, we have Ryan. Ryan. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan. I am also contributing on the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. You can find me on Twitter at RyeTheGuy2000. That's where I do most of my social media interactions. So if you're interested in seeing all that I do, including my trips and all of that, Twitter is the best way to go. I'm probably known for my hot takes in the community. My home park is actually going to be Universal Orlando Resort, but I am based out of Buffalo. I always do traveling down the Universal at least once a month, I would say. So definitely Universal is my home park. Yeah, so stay tuned and listen to those cuzzies in your ear. Very excited to have Ryan on the show. Going to be a great contributor. Fun fact, used to have a podcast back in the day. I don't know if he mentioned that in the intro or not because I haven't heard it yet, but something to think about. If he didn't mention it, he used to have a podcast and, uh, you know, he's been looking to get back into it and uh, really excited for his segments and also for him to help out behind the scenes with all of the functions of Coaster Cuzzies as well. 
Yeah, once again, super excited to have another person from the community involved in helping out with the Cuzzy stuff. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but hopefully also some segments here and there on, uh, yeah, our bi-weekly main show. Okay, Great we're going to talk to Great Lakes game. Oh, my goodness. We're already developing factions here at the Coaster Cuzzies. <laughs> All right, let's talk to this pass to uh, our PA announcer, Coaster Bro. Who we got next? One thing I'm excited to bring back is Coffee with Coaster Bro. And I'm going to do a little bit of a change up in how that show is being produced. Now, usually I've just been hitting the live button on TikTok, recording, and then recording the audio. But I want to add a little bit where it's not just a solo show. So uh, kind of the basis of Coffee with Coaster Bro in the first place was that we had news to talk about. So since this is a monthly show, this will be the monthly news show from here on out and there will still be that live element of Q and a um, kind of put in as a segment. So that won't go away. I'm still going to do coffee with coaster bro live on TikTok. So for all our TikTok fans, you can, you can take a breath now. It's, it's still going to be there, but what I'm most excited is going to be bringing on one of my favorite Instagram personalities. We have airtime. Mike, 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 Mike. The 4D, the 4D Coaster, Coaster Hater. 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 What's up? Hello to all viewers and all listeners. I couldn't be more excited to be joining Coffee with Coaster Bro. They invited me, a guy who doesn't even drink coffee. Couldn't order a coffee from Starbucks if my life depended on it. You can catch me marathoning in Timothy 305 at my home park at King's Dominion. I've been riding coasters for over 30 years. I've gotten over 450 credits and I'm gotten ahead of myself. So let me tell you who I am first, because some of you are like, who is this guy talking? Well, to give you a little background on me, I'm one of the coaster idiots on the YouTube channel, El Tor Ryan. I am unapologetically the certified free spin hater. I'm also the unofficial mascot for Hollywood Nights. I'm going to bring some diversity. We're going to laugh. We're going to have so much fun. A ton of energy. I talk fast. I talk really fast. So prepare yourselves to do a lot of rewinding. If you're looking for me on a social media platform, you can catch me on Instagram at airtime underscore Mike. And that is Mike with a Y. Very thankful and very excited and very, very humbled for this opportunity. And I'm thankful for the content that we're going to try to bring you guys. Airtime Mike. I am super excited to see this one. Uh, Mitch, I think you know a little bit more about Mike than I do, eh? Mike and I went to Hollywood Nights in 2020 together. And I am a a big fan. He is a fantastic guy. I'm so happy to have him on the show or be a contributor to the show. I'm actually literally just hung out with his girlfriend here at Canada's Wonderland. So it's basically, it's just like, I feel like we're all one big happy family already that I just, now we're just making a show out of it. And I, this just feels so right. That is super awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to get to know Mike because I've always heard all these stories about, you know, the cool and awesome guy that he is in the community. But honestly, all I know him as is the Popeye's guy, the chicken sandwich man introduced me to those when we got them up here in Canada. And I got to say, my life, once again, you had the death drop, Mitch. Popeye's chicken sandwich, the two spicy ones. My life's changed since then. So happy to have Mike here on the show. I was called Mike the mascot of Hollywood Nights. So I'm glad that got brought up. 
And, you know, he might as well be a mascot for, for Popeyes as well, the way he promotes yeah. that chicken sandwich, which doing the Lord's work, honestly, that is one of the best sandwiches of all time. Yep. Then for the last show of the syndication, I like to call it a syndication. I don't think it's that fancy. That's a big word. I like it. Syndication. Hyde taught me that word. <laughs> nice. <laughs> call <Anyway>. back. <laughs> but we will still, we committed very early on in the Coaster Cuzzy series, like I think before episode 20 even, we were in the teens, that we were going to do the Great Cuzzy Road Trip. And we're still on it, baby. That thing's supposed to take like seven years and uh, can't abandon that now, especially as it's some of our favorite episodes. So returning to the show, we have contributor Jeffrey. 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 His name is Jeff. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from, but I say Jeff, that's from 21 Jump Street, isn't it? <laughs> is it? I haven't seen the movie. It's, I think it's a meme from 21 Jump Street. My name is Jeff. Jeffrey. 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 Hey, Cuzzies, this is Chef Jeff. You may know me from the Coaster Cuzzies podcast, Great Cuzzy Road Trip, which I am looking forward to continuing with you all. Um, you also may know me for my excellent Googling skills for places I've never been, finding you places places to go and things to eat. Um, a little about me, uh, Kansas City. Home park is worlds of fun, kind of, sort of. Uh, but the better home park is Silver Dollar City, just a little further away. Uh, and my favorite roller coaster of all time is Fury 325. Always good to have Jeff on the show, the food expert, one of the sweetest people of all time. And uh, mm-hmm. so happy we get to keep him on for the road trip and uh, continue to probably make Hooters jokes here and there um, as we travel the U.S., all we can expect from Chef Jeff. Yeah, no, super wholesome guy. Mitch and I actually had him on over at Prairie Coasting, which goes down in history. Now the show is fully concluded as the longest episode ever. I think we recorded for almost three and a half hours, and the published episode was a couple minutes shy of the three-hour mark. So It was great. I loved having Jeff on the show. I also loved being on the Great Cuzzy Road Trip, like I said. So super happy that's continuing. Super happy to just have him here. He's just the best. Um and can't wait to see where this road trip goes because you will eventually make it back to Western Canada, a.k.a. me and Logan's home base. Well, his home base, my old home base. So you, once you get there and we're all in our 40s, we'll, we'll let you know how things are there. Hey, speak for yourselves. Logan's a wee little lad. We might hit our 30s by then. <laughs> late 30s. Okay, late 30s by then. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, last thing that we just didn't mention there is uh, we're open to potentially having more contributors here. Definitely going to take it slow as we go here so we can get the ground rolling underneath us and all that kind of stuff. So this will be our core group to begin with. We might have a couple pop on here and there in the future as well. So as that time comes, we'll definitely introduce them and give you the proper like hello to them as well. So be on the lookout for potentially more people popping in the show. And as always, go follow us over in the Cuzzy's Discord. This is kind of where we all activate and operate and have a good time over there and converse. So go check it out. So excited to have contributors. And one thing that's also just going to be awesome, like, you know, when Mitch goes to Europe, 
for like three years here in a couple months or whatever that is, there's going to be other people that can help out and make sure that a show happens. So um, there's kind of power in numbers here. And one of my things selfishly that I'm very excited for is the amount of people that will be able to put the energy into the show and help with editing. And it's not just all on one person, which is very exciting. It's very, it's good. It's more sustainable, I would say, in the long run. But even as we've been planning, I've actually really enjoyed our planning calls over these last two months because sometimes we get sidetracked, of course, but sometimes the ideas are flowing out of us. And I don't know about you guys, but I tend to have much more much, much more free thinking when I'm with other people. I tend to bounce things off them. I think their ideas get me excited for my ideas. So just from like the idea brainstorming part of it, it's exciting, but also from the recording side of it, the editing side, all sorts of things like this show, the aim of this show is not to have one person monotonally speaking about the same thing every week. Like we do want to, we want to switch it up. We want to hear from different people. Like you, like you'll probably hear all three of us on the core show every, every two weeks, unless one of us is gone, but you'll also hear from other people that we're so excited to have on. We want like the community is, we would be nothing without the community and the people that uh, we know and love in it. Yeah. Super curious where we, you know, what angle we want to take that towards here in the future. We got a nice little plan set up to the beginning, but you know, as anything stuff grows organically and I'm just super, super excited for, you know, laying down the foundation for these new beginnings. Like this is a exciting and fun time. Can't wait to celebrate the community with you too. Yay. Mitch, do you want to introduce the spicy segment kind of part here? All right. So for this very first launch episode, uh, we've talked a lot about what we want to see, we want to do, or what we hope for this uh, series to be. But this is where the next part is where we're going to be discussing a little bit more about our coaster focused theme park focus but also get a little more organic get a little more silly get a little more spicy so what we've done is we've posed a very spicy question that is theme park industry coaster whatever related and we're gonna discuss it we're gonna we're gonna really dive into it see what our opinions are maybe get off the rails a little bit. Um, we want to get that those organic laughs going we want to we also maybe want to hear from you. This spicy question, put it in the Discord, put it on Instagram. What do you think about this? All right, cuzzies. My spicy question is about theme parks and that kind of thing. Should theme parks, theme park chains, employees at theme parks be more open to banning misbehaving enthusiasts or annoying enthusiasts or anything. We have heard about parks and chains banning or reprimanding people in the past, but should they be, this is just very open. I'm just, uh, this is a very open discussion. Should they be more, more open to using, to banning people, to actually revoking season passes? Interesting. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think. I, I I don't personally think I know anyone who is banned in that. Like, I just don't know. But yeah. is this a pretty common thing? With it's not. I have heard of it. Um, people have been banned from Hollywood Nights before. I've heard that. Or mm-hmm. or banned for a couple of years because of bad actions or whatever. I've heard that. Or maybe one or two people. Um, but 
Like, and this is, and again, I'm, what I'm saying is this is not like line jumping or anything that would already get you kicked out now. This is more like just being like an annoying guest, like either like yelling at ride ops for not to not staple them, um, complaining about slow operations, like really stuff that does in the long run doesn't matter, but really annoys ride operators, other guests and the staff that work at parks. So this is, this is, should they be more like, if they yell at a ride up not to staple them, should they be escorted out like gone? Like, and this is very general. Like, I don't want a situational thing. I want the discussion of like, should parks should be like ban people more? So, I like that. I'm gonna go with the take of yes. Okay. I want to see kind of levels of whoever was running the TPR Twitter back like five three years ago, and let's let that kind of power into the hands of. Uh, I don't know even what kind of system or whatever. I just like the idea of less abuse to workers. So <laughs> hell, if that makes more banning people, send them out. You can do a weekly parade or an hourly parade of all the unruly guests just walking them out. All right. I don't know. <laughs> Coaster bro, what's your, what's your take? All right, my take on this is I think it's usually bad to ban people who – well, ban people in general – Unless they're like obviously breaking like park posted rules, but it's very obvious. Like if you do blank, then blank. You know, if, if somebody's doing something creepy, for instance, yes, yes, they should be banned. I think that's a that's a hard line of like, um, mm-hmm. yes, behavior has to be a thing, but to just be annoying as an enthusiast, I think is dangerous to be banning people because um, I don't know. It's weird that I also was going to bring up TPR here. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, 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 I personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of TPR. I, I like what they do, and and I've I've seen some of the behaviors of the things that they've done, and like they got really into banning people for a while. And I think the problem with that is that rejection also breeds obsession. So people became obsessed to be like, oh, Rob Alvey, shake my fist, that guy, um, that kind of thing. And I think if parks did the same thing, especially with enthusiasts who are very enthusiastic about what they do, pour their lives into traveling and riding coasters to ban somebody for just kind of having a bad moment and being like, oh, you stapled me. I I think that's a bad idea for parks. <laughs> I just do. I think I think you would create more problems than it would solve if um, – I mean, because in some of these cases, you're cutting off their life. Like, I know enthusiasts that would probably move to a different home park if they were banned from their home park. Yeah. It's intense. I got very, I, I like both the takes and I, and I, and I have interesting, like, follow up questions for both of them. So, um, Logan, I think my question for your opinion is similar to what, 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 coaster bro just said so like do you have a line do you think you would be or would you want to give more like liberal um uh like discretion to managers and like ride ops on the ground to be like this is what it's going to be like do you do you do you think it should be like that decision or should it be just like truly like anyone slightly annoying should be banned or what what is your like at where where do you stand on that because i i honestly tend to like agree with both of you but i i i'm i I just kind of want to dig into both of your opinions a bit more yeah no the whole tpr banning thing were just for the sake of mentioning a certain thing place like 
Heck, I'm banned from Midway Mayhem on Twitter, apparently, back in the day. I never even said anything or mentioned anything to them. I take that because I might have been following someone that they didn't like, so they just proximity banned everybody. Clearly, we don't want that at the parks. Um, <laughs> but what I'm thinking is, obviously, you ought to have some sort of backing of it, right? So now, I've worked in situations where we don't have a general policy other than just, you know, verbal and physical abuse will not be tolerated. Now, that's a very loosely interpreted thing that I think you have to honestly throw into the workers hands right so the people working the stations and give them a bit of you know training and whatnot obviously you're gonna have to have your hard things that are big no right any sort of slurs any sort of like altercations that kind of stuff yes so have some sort of policy in the park that these are why you are being escorted out these are why your pass is being revoked etc etc that being said though the way it's enforced right now i don't really know right like i've gone to what one amusement park the same one three times in the past 12 years here so i don't exactly know operations how that works and how that'd be enforced i just think that needs to be a little more power given into the hands of these workers because i mean if i'm running this coaster for you know 8 to 16 hours some days these crazy hours in the summer i feel like i just need that respect to be able to you know police this a little bit more at least get on the phone call and start a conversation right as someone who can take care of this kind of stuff so that's my at least take on it i don't know you got a follow-up question for Kosovo here than you said, I, Mitch? I do. I do. Okay. So I like what you say, Logan. That's very good. I, I like digging into that. So Kosovo on your side. Um, so I understand what you're saying is like that if you, you know, ban or block people, or whatever, it, it becomes an obsession. Like, so at, do you think there should be any further like leeway given to, to like, should, should people be banned even a little bit more often or you think right now is perfect or even less banning? Like what's, what's, what's your take on like, what level do you think we should be at or should there be even a little bit more? You know, I, and I don't know uh, any instances where, like I said earlier, where people are getting banned. So it's kind of hard to draw that line of like, how are we doing it? Are we doing it well? Cause I can think of, I can literally think of one person that's been banned for like line jumping or something at like an enthusiast event. And like, I don't know if that needed to be a ban. Okay. I just don't like, I think line jumping is wrong, but I think there's ways to enforce things in ways where, you know, a a strict warning gets you, you know, if, if I run into you again, we're banning you or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's hard because like enthusiasts coming to um, parks. I mean, security is going to know the annoying ones, right? Like they mm-hmm. are. They're going to they're yeah. going to get called to things, and they're going to remember people. And I, so I, I would say there's a pretty good line right now. Um, I think sometimes the line is crossed, and usually those are mistakes. Uh, I think sometimes security teams can kind of get involved and and maybe make a a quick decision or maybe emotional decision and and kind of overstep a little bit in some situations, but also it's hard to tell too. Cause if you're not there, you don't know what, if the, if the guest was being inappropriate and breaking rules cause they were pissed at the security guard, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but just for being annoying, I, I'd say don't ban people. No. Like, like cause every, every fandom has annoying people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd no. agree with you there. The only time that I think that you have that kind of discussion then about not inviting annoying people, and notice how I said not inviting instead of banning would be for your yeah. media day events, right? That has a time and a place where you just don't want that behavior. But yeah, you don't need to cut off people for just being annoying. 
I think we're kind of sensing some sort of middle ground between the two of us of like, okay, if you're just being annoying, making a scene, okay, whatever. But if you're actually breaking some of these rules and whatnot, and you know what you're doing with these actions, then yeah, there's some space for that. And is there a level of uh, in PR? I don't know, like a, mm-hmm, I'm a exactly. population person, because I talked to a lot of PR people and I worked in parks and like enthusiasts are annoying. They call and they ask questions and like for you to call like a park official just as an enthusiast, not not like trying to expand a business that you run or anything like that. Just to just to reach out and be like, when's the new coaster opening? Like if there's somebody doing that over and over and over again, I still don't think you ban them. <laughs> I don't think you ban them. All right. Now, do you guys want to hear my opinion? Then you can maybe roast into me a little bit at digging deep and actually it's perfect segue for what you just said coaster bro so i my answer what do you guys th- actually first before you before i go what do you guys think i'm gonna say do you think i'm gonna say more towards logan or more towards coaster bro like yes or no yeah you're gonna be a hard ass like logan <laughs> how did you guys know <laughs> so because i've been I, a co-host with you for two years now <laughs> that's true so my answer is yes but with the condition of it either needs to be a obviously an if it's already defined as like a banning like line jumping whatever or a repeat offense. So like you said, Coaster Bro, if there's like a one in a moment, it's fine. But if they're going to every single ride and yelling, "Don't staple me!" Like, "Don't staple me!" How dare you do this? Like that that freaking out. If they're calling the parks and like calling park officials and being annoying, if they're I'm um, trying to like, you know, get with their friends in line a little like and be like, oh, no, it's fine. But then also like just continue to like be annoying. Like they're 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 if someone gets in the way in their, of their picture, I've seen enthusiasts scream at random guests or whatever. yell, And they, even though it's the moment, it's the multiple moments. There's always going to be one moment. I truly believe that there should be like a strike system that if a park if and I think it should be security and um, uh ride hosts or ride ops or whatever should all have discretion on this. You mean, I think there's an issue of like power, but I think there's also like accountability and that sort of thing. But I think if there's multiple offenses and it doesn't get better or it's not addressed as a, as a person, I think, I think they should be banned. So I would say a yes on that only because, and I, and I also think too, it's not just enthusiasts who are annoying. Like I'm saying enthusiasts as an example, but I think annoying guests should also go through the exact same treatment as anyone else. Um, so this is, I, I kind of framed it in the enthusiast mind, but I also want to frame it as annoying guest. So that's my opinion. Do you guys have any, want to dig in? I have any questions or say, fuck you. Uh, fuck you. And also, okay. uh, not, not really, but <laughs> I just wanted to say fuck you. Cause you, you, you <laughs> kicked the door open for me. Um, so I think there's a, another line in there that you kind of brought up of annoying and like safety, mm-hmm. like you get stapled for safety reasons. Yes. For the most part. I mean, there's occasions where, you know, the ride up, the ride out's mad at you and sure they staple you. And by the way, stapling was never funny to begin with. It's been going on for years and years and years. It's never been funny. I've never laughed at it. I've always felt bad for people when they got stapled as a ride up even, even if I hated the person. But you don't get to decide where the lap bar goes down on you. That is the ride operator's job. So as an enthusiast, for you to be complaining about like space, that's a safety issue. You're being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like you should probably get a warning. And if it happens again, like hey, if we get one more complaint from you about complaining about where your belt is, 
It's there for a reason. You're out of here. I like that. So you're a little bit yes then. Just, just I am a little bit, bit yes. If it's safety related because you can't have people flying out of rides. And, and actually mm-hmm. one thing I hate about the community sometimes is is seeing creators or or just people on Instagram just doing unsafe things and filming it. It's like, mm-hmm. what, the f- what the fuck are you doing? Like that should be a ban. So I, I guess agree. in safety, I have a zero tolerance. Um, now this one, this next point is not exactly safety on rides, but what do you think about people tailgating in theme park parking lots and showing up to the park like wasted? Like maybe not necessarily like throwing up and falling over, but they're just, they're wasted. And this is a very, very common thing in the coaster world. Um, so what do you think, what do you guys think about that? I have a lot of hard feelings about hard liquor. (laughs) So I'm definitely going on the whole, I don't like having a bunch of people who are all boozed up or, you know, intoxicated or just, you know, not sober coming into the park. If you have like a couple, right, you know, that's fine. But if you're at a state where you're already pretty sloshed, we, we don't need you coming in here. Like it's a liability. You're making a scene. It's taking away from everybody else's space, right? It's not like, a, I don't even know why I'm going into this comparison, but you're if you're at like the mall or something, somewhere where you're supposed to watch a service and you got a crying baby, right? You're not going to be upset at the crying baby at first, but if the crying baby's not dealt with, then it's like, okay, you're taken away from everything else that's going on here with everybody else's day. Like there's got to be some level of accountability. And it's like, you have a gate there for a reason. Why, why are we letting them through? Mm-hmm. What about you, Coaster Bro? Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite here. Um <laughs> Tailgating, tailgating is a Kansas City staple. Um, You know, you go to the Chiefs game. There's multiple beers had in the in the parking lot because the beers are too expensive. You go to the Royals game. The team sucks. The beers are too expensive. You drink your own beers in the parking lot. You go in, and you be safe. Of course, I think I think where you draw the line is if you're causing a disruption in the park, or you're driving. Oh God, that's a that's no. a whole other issue, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just assume you got like dropped off and there's a car, yeah. there's a designated driver or something like that. I don't have an issue with it, but also I think most parks have an issue with it. Like it's against the rules. Like some of like most parks. Yeah. Most parks do. It's like, I think it's like a visually intoxicated thing. So mm-hmm. you think there's a difference between, the uh, a, a game like uh, like at a, at a stadium and like amusement park there's like there's there, there it's it's no, fine because like I'm actually comparing uh, like in unison almost okay uh, because the idea is you you have a few beers you don't spend fifty dollars on beer you only spend twelve dollars on beer so it's like it's much more affordable and um, mm-hmm. you know I think parks do that on purpose obviously but on the tail end I think you get people that are in the parking lot drinking. Because you've gouged the beer prices so high, you know what I mean. So, I think there's a there's a a delicate line there. Okay, yeah. And it's easier to just say, "Hey, it's not allowed in the parking lot." If I'm the park, to be honest, um, I could I, I definitely agree with that because I personally don't understand why anyone would want to be super drunk at a theme park. Like, even if they're not like falling over, throwing up, like that's one thing I'll never understand. Like I can understand maybe having one or two, but I agree with you. Like I would say 
I would say there needs to be more enforcement of drinking in theme park parking lots and more enforcement of someone who's more like intoxicated in theme parks because I say I see it as different than a sports game because a sports game you're sitting or standing like for almost the entire time like you're sitting you're not you're not causing like if you're really drunk you're falling over and obviously that that that's that's another thing but even yeah. if you're like pretty drunk at a sports game like you're just sitting standing cheering not doing much but at a theme park you're walking around you're up and down you're in and out of the bathrooms like there's there's a lot of things going on and my insurance brain is going off so i would say there needs to be more enforcement of that but then again like i don't drink at parks so maybe you know what if you just if you disagree if you're listening to this and you do drink at parks tailgate or maybe you're an annoying piece of shit at parks i would like to hear like let's like put it in the discord put it on instagram message us i want to hear what you think on this spicy topic because i knew this would be spicy and i knew you guys would have differing opinions which is why exactly why i brought it up so yeah and i will say if, if your home park was worlds of fun you'd be drinking in the parking lot too <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh my god prowler is so good <laughs> it's the only way to make it good i can't oh feel god. the rattle uh, but if my yeah. home park was canada wonderland i'd be happy as a clam i have honestly the only time i've ever drank canada's wonderland is during Winterfest because they have like such fun wintry drinks mm. and i've only had one so like i think my friends and i are planning on like one time taking the subway up there because like, the subway goes pretty close there and having like three like because I, I want to try all their fun wintry drinks but like obviously three drinks is not going to get me sloshed um but i like trying that stuff but i would never go like whoa crazy also i think i might die of like going on behemoth with all the crazy airtime so anyways that was my that was my spicy question i uh hope you guys enjoyed why is it spicy <laughs> sorry that's like a tiktok meme which spicy questions next uh i don't know i could try go ahead good job man all right so logan's spicy question involves expression wearing clothes logan loves his nascar graphic tees very out there bold in your face you can notice this man from across the bowl at the university i look like a five-year-old so now I want to pose the question to you two. We're talking coaster stat shirts. We're talking name, logo, ride height, length, G-force, all that plastered across your body. When's it appropriate in everyday life for you two? I'm not going to take away that freedom from anybody, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that one. And then obviously anybody listening. <laughs> At what point do you have a wellness check on you by the fucking social, the, so, like the city social worker? <laughs> you're concerned. Your, your friends and colleagues are concerned about your actions. Your work calls you into mandatory work psychology because they don't think you're okay. I'm just picturing a Michael Scott meeting in the conference room. Yeah, Stat. Literally. Oh my god. Damn it, Mitch! You're winning. <laughs> I threw a five shirt again. Just have anyone's a How I Met Your Mother fan? Just an intervention for everything. It's an intervention of, of the interventions. Yeah. So anyway, that's an introduction. Let's hear what you guys got to think. The answer is it's never acceptable. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Okay, I'm thinking about when I was a kid. A kid. <laughs> high school. The fully grown think, adult. Grown ass adult. I think the last time I bought a stat shirt was when I was 18. Okay. Cedar Point, 
really excited getting off a of Maverick for the first time. Mind blown. You know, I hadn't even had 50 coasters under my belt yet. Explosion of feelings. Oh my gosh, this is why I'm an enthusiast. And then I got the Maverick stat shirt. And um, it was pretty bad. And I wore it. Um, I think I I wore it around in college some. And uh, you wonder why I didn't didn't get many dates in college. I think it was because of that Maverick shirt. It was like a burnt orange and um, just a horse. Like people probably thought I was just a horse guy. Never rode a horse <laughs> in my life. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's ever appropriate. The only other time I, I, I wore that shirt is I kept it just because I used to keep shirts all the time. And I was a coaster enthusiast at like a world's of fun Halloween party with like employees. And I put like the, I had the new balances on with the high socks. Um, I put like a, a, a pillow in my belly. I tucked the shirt in really high athletic shorts. And that was the only time it was appropriate for me to wear that was when I was making fun of what people said was me in 30 years. Is what I <laughs> I'm not friends with any of those people anymore either. So, Oh my God. It's never appropriate. There's so many tasteful, there's so many tasteful theme park merchandise out there and you got to look for the right stuff. You don't just got to buy a shirt just to buy a shirt. It's got to look good. Mitch, your thoughts? I'm guessing sort of similar here. I am actually going to disagree. I know it's like shocking and I know I bro slogan on this a lot, but like I am that firmly on that person that I'm like, I would rather you, if you love this, if you are a coaster person, especially while well, me and Logan talk about this on the, on the parade coasting podcast a lot. If you are a person who is like escapism is theme parks, you just fucking love that shit. Escapism is NASCAR. If you if you see this shirt and it has stats down the arms and it's like tie-dye and it's like one giant thing. There's stats on the front, stats on the back. There's a NASCAR on the front. There's a the guy driving the NASCAR on the back. Like if there's if that if you see that, if you see that piece of clothing and it gives you feeling, it make it gives you the tingles, it makes you excited. I say go for it. I'm saying I I have definitely worn clothes that were a cry for help. I am not a fashionista, nor am I a fashionista. So I am not one to judge on clothes. So I, even though I give Logan so much shit, and I, even though I make fun of him, and I only really make fun of him because he's my friend, I say go for it. Why not? I... I, I I'm I say fuck it. You know what? Live your life. Life is too short to not buy the shirt that you love. So, uh, Ke- like Caleb, even if you were, I was like, well, I almost forgot your name for a second. For by the way, <laughs> I was like, I almost said Caitlin. <laughs> I was like Caitlin. I answered to Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin okay. only comes right. out on Thursday nights. All right, Caitlin. <laughs> so you in university, even though you didn't get many dates. I bet that shirt brought you joy. That brought you back to the your first Maverick ride. I remember my first Maverick ride, and I was blown away. So you know what? Gives you joy. Life's too short not to have joy. Dolly here, she agrees with me. She agrees. Bless you know, her heart. Mitch, you're almost putting me in a place where I, I do want to take back my words. Almost. Whoa. Uh, look, looking at it, doesn't. I remember opening that that drawer and occasionally digging through my clothes when I didn't do laundry and seeing the wadded up Maverick shirt in the bottom of my drawer. And it did make me a little bit happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my current wife 
one of her biggest things that um, attracted her to me was that I used to blog about roller coasters. It's nerdy shit. I wasn't wearing the shirt. I do want to point that out. But (laughs) eventually it did um, lead to, you know. Yeah, it's because I wear tasteful theme park stuff. That's why. That's why I got a wife. Tasteful question is, do you still have the shirt in the bottom of the closet? I do not. It's gone. Oh, okay. Darn. I... I think we're also we're also talking about like, and I think one of the reasons why like your right your wife you know and really attract was attracted to the blog thing is I've talked to so many people and it's amazing how many people don't have a passion or aren't passionate about something and honestly I would say passion of whatever f- form shape or form as long as it's in the healthy realm as long as it's not obsession. I think it's a very attractive quality. I would much rather someone, I start dating someone who is passionate about something that maybe I'm not or I don't know much about. But the fact that they are passionate about something in even a healthy manner, even if they want to spend money and travel to go go do that, I think it makes them more interesting. It makes them, it makes you know that they're like always going to keep it kind of exciting. You're going to learn. They want to learn something. So I think the shirt debacle is a lot actually deeper than we think i think it really does show some passion so logan you may you may get a lot of flack from me personally about the nascar shirts but the fact that you are interested in that you're interested in actually a lot of things your passions are like run true and true to you so i think you'd be a very interesting person to date personally i think you'd be very very because you'd always i'd always be learning i'd always be like questioning and always seeing the passion that's what i want to see in a in a potential i i don't actually want to date you right now logan i apologize that is not on my on my radar but i think i think you'd be very interesting to date shit i know i didn't anticipate tearing up on this like what the (laughs) fuck mitch This has been all of the conversations I've been having with a certain somebody for like the past two weeks here. And it just has not been able to compute. And somehow we took freaking roller coaster shirts and you just like, I don't know. It just laid it out clearly and all this kind of stuff as to why it's a thing. So like, holy smokes, Mitch, you really hit the nail on the head for me there. That's what I'm here for. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Logan, do you have any follow-up questions for us? Do you want to dig deeper or did you really just get – did that hit you in the feels? No, that freaking hit me in the feels, Mitch. I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) The glasses are blocking it because they're tinted. But no, I'm tearing up over here. Um, No, that's pretty much it. I was going to joke around and be like, okay, so we think only, you know, children's shirts should be that kind of stuff, right? Like just size them only for kids, size out certain people. But for the record, I, for the record, I do think that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, in all seriousness, uh, I think it is sadder when you hear somebody say they don't have a passion for something more sad than seeing a nerd in a, cur- a coaster shirt. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said on um, last week's episode, I'm huge into Star Wars, Star Trek, that sort of thing. And man, to see a grown adult in a, in a Starfleet uniform or like as a Jedi, like it just makes it, 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 I I can't, I can't even imagine what it does for their inner child, but it makes like my inner child so happy to see that they're like living what they, what they've loved. Like maybe, maybe even they didn't get into it as a kid, but the fact that they're, the fact that as an adult, they're doing what they love when as a kid, 
like you go through school and you're so conditioned to be like everyone else and it's not cool to have a passion it's not cool to have a hobby like you're bullied if you're this that or that or different like you're you're just so like you're you're just so like conditioned to be one way and just to fit in as much as possible which honestly is a survival it's such a survival tactic in school so the fact that like your inner child is like that and let me tell you if you have divorced parents like that's even worse because you got to be kind of even like even more of like a even more of a um uh like a steady hand with your family you have to be almost the more of the adult in the family so you can't live your inner child your inner truth so i truly think that like seeing that inner child come out in someone it just makes me so happy which is why even the roller coaster world if the thuzy boys aren't being annoying or disruptive it still makes me so happy when you see someone come off the voyage and they cry or they come off mystic timbers or seal vengeance like it may not agree with that coaster but i don't know gives me the warm and fuzzies when i get off a voyage i'm crying but it's because i'm hurt (laughs) (laughs) dang that cuts deep really fast i wasn't expecting that Mitch, are you my therapist? Do I need to bill you after this? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? You need okay. to send him nerdy coaster shirts. That's yeah. what you need to do. Oh, I do have to actually send you a, a shirt in the mail. I keep forgetting about this. Wait, maybe we can turn this into TikTok. Can we go get what we consider to be our nerdiest shirts right now and show them? Okay, deal. I'll be right okay. back. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? <laughs> I can start. Okay. So this this is actually in the Coaster Cousins prize closet because it's so nerdy I would never wear it. Um, <laughs> point that out. But uh, this is actually from Media Day at Six Flags Over Georgia when the battle for Metropolis opened. And it says ride, play, uh, triumph. And it has all the <laughs> Metropolis characters. I've never worn it. I've held on to it because it's like sentimental because it's a ride that opened while I worked at the park. But now eventually it will be a giveaway. T-shirt. <laughs> so stay tuned to Coaster Cuzzies. One day you could win this shirt. Wow. Jealous. All right, Logan, let's see yours. I think you're, uh, you're okay. So you guys supposed seen this one before. It is my Matt Benedetto Barstool oh. sports NASCAR shirt. We're Ooh. talking fully printed on both sides. Maximalism to the T. Uh, I still absolutely love the design on it and whatnot. He was a massive underdog in NASCAR two years ago, and then he uh, became kind of just this super right-wing kind of idiot. So now we we hide it in the bottom of my uh, bed, and I never wear it. But it had a time and a place when I loved it. Unfortunately, though, I just don't support Buddy anymore. That's... That's fair. And honestly, if you get another shirt like that for someone who's like a better person and you go to the Bristol racetrack one day, which I know you will, you know, Mm -hmm. you will be vibing with the people there. Like the vibes will be like, they'll see your shirt and they will go crazy for it. Man, that sense of community. Unlike anything other. Um, I have two. This I think is the nerdiest one. This I think is the nerdiest one, but I have to bring this one as a, as what we've been talking about. I actually love this shirt. I have worn this. I actually wore this to the park the other day. It's my Magnum XL 200. It's the Pursuit of Thrills. Is it the Pursuit of Thrills one or is it the homage one? No, it's the – oh, no, the Made to Thrill. Wait, what am I thinking? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, the, not the homage. Yeah. The Made to Thrill – uh magnum xl i love this shirt i wear this every i wear this out and about i wore this to the park for the last day of the season i love like 
I'm obsessed with this shirt. I also love that the station design is on there. So this gives me a lot of joy. But this one I have to bring out because we talked about Maverick. This is also a made to thrill one. And it's my Maverick shirt. Oh, I actually love that design is, and have that sticker on my laptop. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's great. So I think this one's slightly ne- less nerdy because this one's like horse and the and the and the thing. I think this one's more nerdy because it has like the train and the station and everything like that. Is it, is it so nerdy? It's like ironic though, and it's cool. That's what I. That's why I bought them because I was like, I bought them because yeah. a the designs are cool, but also the fact that like it's so nerdy that it's like, yeah, it's in. It's it's like kind of like especially this one. It's so pop in your face that it's like mm-hmm. in. I think so. Anyways, those are my two. But I consider my two now. I to more answer your question directly, Logan. I actually have never bought a stat shirt like from the mm. coaster world. I've mostly bought those ones or park shirts that like. Don't you don't think they're park park shirts like my pink one that I've worn from California's yeah. Great America? So, um, but yeah, that's just one to one to see everyone's nerdiest shirt right now. I love it. All right, are we ready for Hershey? <gasps> Always, always. Yeah. Hershey Park happy. Hershey Park land. So many things to see and do. Good times to be had. So many things to see and do. Hershey Park. I had to do the whole thing. Sorry. That is the intro to your question here. (laughs) Good. Good. Hershey Park. I have mixed emotions about Hershey Park. There's part of me that thinks it's one of the best amusement parks in the world. And there's part of me that thinks it's one of the most confusing fucking parks I've ever been to. It has this image. Well, I'll start with it has this IP of Hershey candy. You've got Hershey Park. You got the Reese's out front. He's waving at everybody with the Kit Kat. You got the Hershey bar and such a great IP for children, for adults, a something that everybody recognizes. Much like Disney through the generations, I would say more than Disney because I think there's some older folks that don't necessarily know some of the newer movies that Disney puts out doesn't necessarily watch Marvel movies. Everybody eats fucking Hershey candy. One of the best IPs you could have. And the park is a coaster park. In my opinion, one of the best coaster lineups in America. And it has these rides that are called Sky Rush and Great Bear and Wildcat's Revenge. What is missing with Hershey Park? What should be Hershey Park's North Star? Should it be the Coaster Park? Should it be more of a dark ride park? Should it be more of a children's park, like a Disney park? What is going on with Hershey Park? Why aren't they into the resorts as much? They've got a lot going on. I have a lot of questions, and I don't know how to direct it, but if one of you would start talking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we could do this. So I want to hear you guys' opinion. Hershey Park, where where should it where should the North Star be? Is it doing the right thing? That's a very open-ended question. As someone who has been to Hershey Park many times, has had their phone stolen at Hershey Park, has gone through a lot of trauma at Hershey Park. <laughs> I think I'm very qualified <laughs> to talk about Hershey Park personally. Um this is a very loaded question. There's a lot going on there. Um I think 
I, I want to dig into it a bit more as like we have more of the conversation, but the overall thing I want to say first before I want to hear Logan's initial thoughts is the thing about Hershey Park is it is such a Northeast staple for Philadelphians, New Yorkers, like Harrisburg people, whatever they're called, um, Balt- Baltimoreans, Balt- people from Maryland. Um, it is such a staple for those people that I honestly feel like they could do whatever and it'd be fine. Like for years and years, they, they, they operate on the park that the, the, on the, um, on the idea that this was a theme park for the employees. And they kept that going. Like, even though it was owned by Hershey, they never wanted to bring IPs in because it was just so popular. So even though they're just starting to now, I think it did. I think it barely affected them because they've always been such a busy park, such a popular park, such a nostalgic park that I think the park itself draws people and draws memories with or without the IP. So I actually would say to your answer your question on the very general level before we really dig into it, that they can do neither or both and they'd be fine. And I know it's, I know it's very open. I know it's not either one. I'm not taking a stance, but I just think that Hershey has become, has built such a strong name for themselves as a park that they don't really need to a North star. So that's what I'm going to say. And that is the strategy. <laughs> I think for me personally, I like to, you know, get this a little more specific and focus driven in now that we kind of did nice big general over arc. I personally go theme over coasters. Yes, that comes a lot with my background, and that may be something that changes if I ever get back out onto coasters. I do not have a coaster count. I've probably eaten three times as many different poutines as roller coasters. My closest park to me is West Emmett to Mall that is six hours away. So for me to just be able to go to these environments and be able to experience this, that itself is enough of like a shock to the system and just all the kinetic energy there and all this like bright colors and all that, like ADHD brain is loving that place. And I could just sit there in the environment. So I don't need a coaster to keep me happy to hit all those feels and whatnot. I myself would love to see them go more Hershey focus. We're talking the IPs we're talking. I know they have that whole dark ride. Is it attached to the park or not? Uh, They have one in the park and one detached and chocolate world kind of in the emissions area i would say free yeah kind of like a city walk feel almost but not really yeah so i'd almost want to lean towards more of that kind of stuff right more city walk stuff more like history almost like more museum-esque stuff right we're talking not just like art museum we're talking more like history of this place kind of idea the brand the ip things they're doing and just immersive experiences that's at least what i would like to see them lean towards that being said i have this very specific and niche you know perspective and point of view so what what about you coast bro what do you have to say on this one see for me um i think it's weird that it, it goes for the cedar point vibe of mo- just coasters everywhere and what, what bothers me most is like even with the announcement the recent announcement with wildcats revenge the rails are even red. Why didn't we go Twizzler theme? We just, we could have just put a Twizzler there, kind of like what we did with the boomerang. We called that the Jolly Rancher ride. And all of a sudden, people want to ride a fucking boomerang. Nobody's ever wanted to ride a boomerang in their life. People are rewriting boomerangs now. If it's a Jolly Rancher theme, it's a party. So for me, my personal thing is, while it has that regional pull for sure, and people people do recognize and they go for the coasters, 
but it could be such a more worldwide destination. Even if I'm just thinking, uh, instead of bringing in the RMC wooden coaster, enthusiasts are going to hate me for this. Put it in a hotel on resort, like put it right there, make it affordable. I mean, they have two hotels already that are super expensive and kind of out of the way. Like have an on resort hotel where people can stay multiple days, go to the water park one day, go to the, uh, the, the, um, amusement park side one day and just, I would just, I just think it could do so much better. And I think we're too far into it now to do this. But if, if Hershey park was literally two gates, they had the water park, maybe even three, they had the zoo, they had the amusement park and made this more of a resort feel with like the Hershey theme, more family friendly, more dark rides, take out like three coasters, put in three dark rides. I think they could swim, swim in money. Just be just backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle. You know the ones, Logan. Um, yep. I'm currently those. wearing a lifeguard shirt. Yep. Those are certified strokes, and I think they could be doing that in in money. If they did that. I love it. I think it's a very interesting idea. I love the idea of an on-site hotel. Most of those, like the the regional parks hotels, like the Cedar Point hotels, all of them are so expensive. Even if even yeah. not hotels breakers, even even the the Cedar Point Express Hotel, I find all of them are expensive. The Disney hotels are stupid money. The Universal hotels are stupid money. So I it sucks. Like, I mean, I I like that idea, but I think it would just add yeah, I think I think it wouldn't even be affordable for the normal person. I think it'd be like I think they would get a lot of money from it, but I don't think from like selfishly from a from a visitor standpoint, if it would affect me that much. But I do like the idea of the different gates. I always thought Zoo America was weird to be like its own like part of the park. And I also have to admit their water park is one of the weirdest water parks I've ever been to that it's like completely surrounded by the park and it's like fenced off around. Like it's not like a separate water park. You have to walk through it to get to Lightning Racer. I thought that was weird. So I think I love the idea of rearranging that park, sectioning it off, making that a second gate. Um I do like that. They also have a bunch of new land where they bought Canemonium or they built Canemonium. I think they have lots. I like, I agree with you, Logan, Chocolate World and the ride that needs to be expanded. There's more of that because that's open all year round. They can, they, they literally serve that. They, they like the, the Chocolatier restaurant, like they're literally making themselves an all year round destination, even in the winter. So I think more of that. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of back and forth on that. I don't know if I need, I don't know if we need so much like Hershey's stuff in there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, I'm okay with the amount we have now and I'm okay with a little bit more, but I, I don't know if it necessarily needs that. I, I think, I think they're really, I think they also almost need to go like more nostalgia style. Like I love what Worlds of Fun did with Zambezi Zinger, like add a new addition that throws back to their history. And I feel like Hershey Park has so much of that. I mean, the fact that they already still have history with Comet, but you know, build something new that throws back to the Hershey Park history. Um, I agree more dark rides. But I don't know, maybe, maybe just because I think I'm also coming from a personal, personal bias that I love the vibe of Hershey Park, that it does bridge the gap between it does feel like Cedar Point meets like Hershey's world. And I, I love the vibe that it creates. So I don't know. I'm I'm back and forth on it. I don't think it's going to be I don't know if it's like worth Disney at this point. I'm not sure if it's like a Disney level. 
who knows? It, they, do they have they have a decent amount of room though? So yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of back and forth. I'm rambling because I'm 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 talking myself in and out of these arguments. Can we at least name Skyrush Sugar Rush? Can we make that transition? Is that would that would that be Disney infringement though? With Is Sugar Rush a Disney thing? Yeah, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is Hershey Park could have beat him to the punch. Yep. Sorry, well, anything that has to do with racing is just kind of my jam. Yeah. Also, didn't Wreck It Ralph and Skyrush open the same year or come out the same year 2012? I think so. Conspiracy. Maybe it was going to be Sugar Rush, but then they yeah. got fucked. Whoa. I don't really know. I, I don't really know. I, I think I'm just too obsessed with Hershey Park, how it is. I'm obsessed with the history. I'm obsessed with Chocolate Town. I love the way everything they do. I love, like, I love exactly how the park is. I love the old feel. Um, I love Comet. I don't know. I just, it's, it's hard for me because it's like, it's the perfect park for me. Like, it's like literally my favorite park of all time. That's not a Disney park. So it's very hard for me to be unbiased in this. And I know, like, if you're listening to this and you think I'm biased, please let me know because I, I am. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just such I mean, a good, it's just so good. I don't know. I love it too. There's just uh, there's just something on the thumb. I can, it's one of my favorite parks. I'm not going to say where it yeah. is on the countdown, but it's, it's one of my favorites. And I actually think it's the best. I think it's the best coaster park in America. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I still feel weird about it. So that's just my internal dialogue. <laughs> so if you were, so if you were to change Hershey Park, you would say what you did. You would um, remove some coasters, add dark rides. You would add the hotel. Um, what else? Do you have any other? Like, a couple hotels. Um, couple hotels. I think, I think like capacity. Like they need capacity dark rides because because mm-hmm. Reese's is, Cup Fusion is not getting that done. Uh, the only way you're getting on that is if you have the dang wristband to get on. You need um, an Omnimover. Yeah, I think an Omni Mover in the park. I mean, you've got two two there technically, really, because everybody rides the the Omni Mover in uh, mm. Chocolate World. Yeah, but I think I think you expand the resort. I think you have a couple new hotels. I think you make that more of a city walk. Expand expand what they've got going on that front gate, but like more more restaurants, more shopping, um, and then like if you make more indoor rides, more dark rides, I think you can have a better. Uh, Christmas experience as well at that park and maybe expand, expand your season even a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Good. (laughs) I, I like that. Wow. Ooh, that was spicy boys. That was some spicy conversation. My mouth is burning. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that was a great first episode of season two. I'm really excited to have you guys on board and there's probably a lot of spicy stuff we're going to keep talking about. And that is the end of episode 100. We got to outro the show though. Prairie coasting. Let's, let's put a bow on it. What, what do we need to know about prairie coasting and all the transitioning of that? Absolutely. So prairie coasting. Um, if you listen to the Cuzzies episode last week, if you haven't, please pause this and go listen. We said pretty much everything we want to say there. We really um, dived into that, dove into that. Don't know what that is. And we really had a good reflection. But we also wanted to, on the main Prairie Coasting feed, really 
wrap up the show because it hasn't obviously had episodes in in several months. So dropping today, same episode, same day as this episode, we have a little, what is it, 15, 20 minute goodbye, Logan? Yeah, nice and short, just a little something, something there just to fully tie it off, right? We have so much crossover with the Kudgies. This transition almost seemed inevitable, you know, towards the end there and really happy for the new beginnings. But for anyone that might have been listening to us before, hello, welcome to our new Kuzzy show. And that's just going to be in their feeds, right, for a little bit here just to, you know, put a perfectly tie on it if you actually looked at the Prairie Coasting stuff. So super, super excited to the, you know, the ends that we had there, reflecting all that last week. And then uh, new beginnings we got going on here this week. This was a lot of fun. It was. It was so fun. Um, you can find me if you want to hear more by shenanigans. Also, listen to Coaster because it's coming going forward but you can also find me on instagram at coaster travel i post very very mediocre coaster photos i'm just kidding i actually have very a lot of fun over there message me talk to us in the discord logan where can they find you you guys can find me over on instagram at that guy from saskatchewan haven't been too too active on there lately but hoping to get on there a little bit more here and then honestly the best place to find me is just over on the cuzzy's discord that's where i have most of my conversations at this point slowly starting to get off the socials. So come find me, come chat with us there. That's where you can find everybody else in this community that uh, listens to this shenanigans. And our last one, Coaster Bro. Yeah, so uh, as far as where you can find Coaster Cuzzies, in this moment at the time of this audio recording, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Coaster Cuzzies. If you are losing track of where you can find us, just go to solo.to slash coastercuzzies. It's going to have everything you need. Got all the socials on there. All the stuff that's coming in the future is going to be on that site. So solo.to slash coastercuzzies is where you can find all of our stuff. And I'm excited because Mitch is going to be uh, kind of doing some stuff on the Instagram here soon. He might even have access to the show or to the Instagram right now as you're listening. So um, expect more coming to Instagram, more fun. Cause uh, you know, you kind of, I don't want to brag Mitch, but you're, you're pretty dang good at the Instagram. <laughs> we got some fun coming. We've talked about some ideas. Um, I think Coaster Bro, you absolutely kill TikTok. Your TikToks are so funny. So proud of the community and listener base and follower count that you have on TikTok and on the podcast, but happy to help out a little bit on Instagram stories because I do tend to create some little bit of a little bit of spice, a little bit of fun there and got some lots of fun ideas for the fall and winter that uh, can't wait to, to put on there, connect with everyone, chat with everyone and see uh, what this, uh, where this new journey takes us. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. And then uh, we've got some stuff coming up in the future, too, that you can find at solo.to slash coastercuzzies when the timing is right. We got a sexy new logo. We didn't talk about that yet. Ooh, oh my God. Look at that new logo. Wow. Look at the I'm pink sweating. and the white. Ooh, no, that almost looked really, really good on a shirt, eh, guys? It would. We need to make a shirt. That's as cringy as possible with the logo. <laughs> Stats, Coaster Cousins, established 2021, Prairie Coasting established, listener base, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Ooh. anyways, sorry. Hilarious. Make yeah. a shirt. <laughs> yeah, the stat shirt. 
number one and all of our number all of our favorite parks and in, in like listed logan's would just be galaxy land magic mountain knots end of list <laughs> just have it like going down the sleeve and stuff yes <laughs> yeah <Ooh. laughs> all right so be on the lookout for that because i'm definitely more the behind the scenes man now i don't quite have the social skills but boy do i love my editing and boy do i love doing all this stuff so Hopefully we can get that tossed together sometime soon here and, you know, just have even more content and more streams. We tossing out some stuff to all of you. Coaster Bro, last week, episode 99. I think I remember uh, you telling the listeners. Episode 99, we had a giveaway that got announced the winner. And the winner of our Spinning Dragons Magnet Roller Coaster Tycoon World Coaster Cuzzy's Coaster Pathfinder of... Silver Dollar City with a Silver Dollar City um, marketing brochure, Adventure Park Insider, Fun World, and a Waldemere mug. The winner is Tony from Middle of Nowhere, Nebraska. Congrats, Tony. Thanks for living close so the shipping won't cost as much. And um, (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) as well and being a – Tony, you've been a friend of mine for many, many years, and I'm very excited that you won. Congratulations. It's just so flat where you guys live. Just put it in a ball and roll it. I'm sure he'll get it in one day. I think it's going to work. Yeah. (laughs) You could roll it up to Logan if you want to. Just roll north. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, and that's sad. (laughs) Episode 99. Crazy that season one's over there, right? Tony, what a good guy to yeah win that prize he's been super super active in the discord and i remember last week speaking of people in the community you uh asked if anyone would send in any listener responses send-offs any of that stuff we got any of those coaster bro we got quite a few so if you want to cue the music logan at the end of the music we'll have those special messages from all of our fans we appreciate you guys for for calling in and leaving us messages if you want to make me cry I just I can't do it on, on the podcast. Thank you for to everyone who is listening. Thank who you for you. being my friend. What's up, Coaster Bro? It's your boy, Shockwave Dan, here, and I just wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I know, post-COVID, I don't even think I can count to 100 anymore, but regardless, congratulations. That's an amazing feat. Anyway, love the podcast, love what you guys are doing, keep up the great work, and here's to 100 more. Yeah. Coaster Cuzzies! Hey, it's Hyde from In The Loop! Sorry, I'm a little late on making this. Uh, I'm actually at a concert right now, so I gotta make it fast. Uh, so sorry if the quality's not great. But just wanted to say, congrats on getting to one tenth as many episodes as in the loop. You do a great job. Love the podcast. Love all the TikToks. Keep the content flowing. Uh, I think they're gonna play a song. I know, so I got, I gotta go. I gotta go. But uh, keep the content going. Congrats again. Hello, you have a prepaid call from. 
BMOP. A prisoner in the Scrambler Enthusiast, Federal Correctional Facility. All calls are recorded. Hey, Coaster Cuzzies. Uh, this is BMOP from the Discord. Just calling to congratulate you for the 100th episode. Uh, quite the accomplishment. Great job. I hope things are going well there. Uh, things are going not as well for me, but... Uh, you know, we're getting through, and uh, I guess my favorite moment... Um, uh, okay, hang on, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Sorry. Uh, yeah. You now uh, have 15 seconds remaining. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm almost out of time. So yeah. Congratulations. Uh, here's to another hundred. And it, I only get one call a day. So I need you to relay a message to my lawyer as well. Could you ask him why he's not returning my voicemails? What's going on with the appeal? I need some answers. What's. <laughs>